0: Hey, you okay? Oh.
1: Some damn enchiladas.
0: Oh. You going to be all right? Oh.
1: everybody, welcome to another episode of It's Dem Damn Enchiladas, the podcast, where we mostly talk about horror movies with a splash of video games, television, comic books, and beer. I am Carlos Rivera. As always, my partner, Adam Griffin. Follow us on the Red Hot Twitter machine, handles in the show notes, and the show at It's Dem Damn, and on Instagram at It's Dem Damn Enchiladas Podcast. Happy June 18th.
0: Happy uh, Juneteenth Eve, Yes, my friend. Yes, this episode is brought to you by Hoombst. Us, how you doing?
1: Oh, I see what you did there. I'm doing okay. Doing okay. Can't complain, you know. Coming yeah. off my uh, two weeks two weeks of celebrating my birthday, I think it's now time and I can move on, move away from that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, so I'm still trying to figure out a date to reclaim my birthday. And kind of make up for when it was. So, uh gotta wait I, and see. I
1: yeah. have an idea. What's that? March seventeenth, two thousand
0: twenty-one. <laughs> just, just skip the whole year. <laughs> just, just, just that, that the way things are going, may not be a bad idea. That that might not be a bad idea. Just double up, you know. Double up. hmm. Mm. Get some beans, and rice, double up. I don't know. Let's talk about stuff. That's yeah. A, that that'll clear things up a bit. Yeah. Let's talk about uh, the past three weeks of the last driving with Joe Bob Briggs on Shutter every Friday night at 9 p.m. I get my TV set up to watch a doubleheader, and uh, haven't talked about it in a couple weeks. So let's uh, let's start with week six. Uh, week six was Dead Heat. Uh, that rollicking uh, B-movie horror zombie flick starring a one Joe Piscopo. Ah. Yeah. Um, so that was the first film, which led to a film that I'd been avoiding for uh, the past 25 years or so. It being Cannibal Holocaust, in all wait, of its. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. let do. We did that long. It's been that long already. I believe so. If I'm talking about it again, oh well. Oh no, we, you talked about
1: it again. That they had announced it. I remember that. Yeah. You're saying it's been that long. Why wow, we haven't talked about it? Okay. Okay. Yes. 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 I'm. I'm. I'm ready.
0: Cannibal Holocaust. Uh, I finally saw it well I looked away during the animal cruelty scenes because come on I've seen enough horrible shit so I put myself through that um but uh, the movie itself I find it very interesting what they talk about when they talk about this movie besides uh generic comments of it being a fucked up movie um now that I've seen the whole thing and, and, and had that experience. Uh, I find it interesting that the focus is more or less on, on 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 the the animal cruelty and not the other heinous shit in the film. <laughs> you know, just the presentation of it. Because over the you know twenty five years of avoiding this movie. I didn't know that it was structured in such a way that, yes, it's a brutal as hell movie, but these people get what's coming to them, and then some.
1: So there's, 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 there's a payoff.
0: There's an actual payoff in the film. Um, I won't be watching it again anytime soon, <laughs>
1: or ever. Or ever,
0: you know. But uh, you know, it's not one you put on in the background. That's not one you say, "Hey, you, you like horror movies." Well, I got one for you. Do you put on a cat. No, see, you don't do that. It's not one of those films.
1: I mean, uh, you could. But that'd be kind of fucked up.
0: That'd be. that be more than fucked up. that be. You'd not be a good person at that moment <laughs> if you did you, such a thing.
1: You would not be a good friend. No, no.
0: Uh, but yeah, it, it, and uh, the, the the segments in between with Joe Bob dropping knowledge about everything. Always informational. You know, always. Puts the movie in a, in a better light, you know, as far as you know, behind the scenes stuff and everything like that. So, it's informative uh, for that reason. And Shutter actually put up a way to watch uh, the the host segments without the movie itself. So, uh, for those of you out there that still want to avoid the movie, host segments are up as a standalone thing. So that's a plus. Uh, my coming picks for week six. Are for Dead Heat, uh, Highway to Hell, a uh, movie from 1992 starring Chad Lowe and, and Chrissy Swanson. Uh, they elope in Vegas and they get pulled over by a zombie cop from hell. And uh, Chrissy Swanson gets kidnapped. It's up to Chad Lowe to save her. And it's kind of in the same vein of. Uh, that kind of big-budget B-movie stuff that the studios were doing in between late 80s, early 90s. And then my second pick to go along with Cannibal Holocaust is People Under the Stairs. Hmm.
1: That's an uh, interesting accompaniment.
0: Well, it's it's specifically for that scene where uh, 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 Everett McGill's character kind of like eats a bit off of Big Rain's dead body when he's hanging up in the basement mm-hmm. and plus the villains of that also get what's coming to him so yeah that was week 6 week 7 week 7 7 the first movie was Bam directed by Joe Lynch starring uh, Stephen Young. Samira Weaving great little film and great, then, great film. Great film. And then, uh, second movie of the night was Tetsuo the Iron Man. Ugh! Japanese body horror movie that is just, uh, completely nuts with a great soundtrack. So, sure. my accompanying picks for those would be Shaun of the Dead for Bam. And for Tetsuo the Iron Man, uh, Return of the Living Dead 3. Because it, too, is also big into body horror and body modification. And, you know, whenever I can bring up Return of the Living Dead 3 in a positive manner on this show, I definitely will. And you definitely do. That's right. Give it some respect. Uh, week put, 8. Put some respect on it. Put some respect on it. Week 8. Uh, last week, in fact. The first movie was a world premiere. And it was Scare Package. An anthology movie. Uh, great segments. Has a nice little overarching story that ties everything together. If you haven't seen it, see it. It's phenomenal. And the second movie is throwback to a joke and uh, a premise that I didn't think Shutter would pull off so soon. I thought this was coming in a couple of years. But no, it happened last week as the last drive-in uh, and Shutter. And Darcy the Mail Girl finally cashed in on their promise to show uh, the long forgotten Buried movie starring one Joe Bob Briggs. That's right. They showed Hogzilla. Ah! Yes. They finally showed Hogzilla. And yeah, you definitely have to see it. Because... It is. I I, I described this during the live tweet. It is a sci-fi tastic movie, like you know, like when when those sci-fi original movies had really hit their stride. But it was right before Sharknado. Yeah, straight out of that
1: era. So Sharknado is not what you're aiming for.
0: No. Okay. Okay. Shark. Well, the first Sharknado movie. It's fine when they bought into the hype and started creating sequels built around the hype rather than the actual weirdness of the first movie that's when things kind of fell short I hear you so company picks for uh last week first we gotta rep your boy Art the Clown that's Hello. right All Hallows Eve yes another great anthology movie and uh, to compliment Hogzilla We have a uh, movie from 2007, one of those sci-fi-tastic movies, starring one Robert Englund, because again, anytime I mention Robert Englund on the show, I will. And you do. And the name of that movie is Black Swarm, in which Robert Englund plays a scientist who uh, creates killer hornets and then has to stop them from overtaking a small town. And it's rare because he plays like the hero role, so... Pretty fun one, if you can ever find it.
1: He deserves it. Yeah. He fully deserves that. Indeed. Indeed.
0: So that was uh last three weeks of the last drive-in. Uh, tomorrow, because we recorded this on June 18th, on Juneteenth itself, June 19th, is the season finale for season two. Um, already? Already. Nine straight weeks, and then they're doing a summer special. Sometime in summer, of course, because it's summer special. So,
1: well, well, just just because it says summer,
0: you know, you know, how time time is weird.
1: Time is weird.
0: But um, yeah. So tomorrow, uh, the guests have already been announced. We have one Doug Bradley and one Ashley Lawrence from Hellraiser and Hellraiser Two. Oh, so uh, odds are that Hellraiser Two might be the first movie, but who knows and the second movie is up for grabs so it'll be interesting to see how the season ends
1: so your 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 bet if you're a betting man uh huh Hellraiser 2
0: yeah for the first movie yeah yeah and it's a good timing too cause uh news broke that Clive Barker is working to get the rights back to Hellraiser the film rights so I don't know how it's gonna put Well, they would have to make the TV series and the movie before 2021 uh, in order to keep those around. But he's working to try to get the rights back. So,
1: well, I mean, a little tough with the way things are going right now.
0: Yeah. Indeed. But hopefully, they can make it happen. Yeah, yeah. It's always good to see you know creators get. able to work with their older stuff again the stuff that put them back on the map you know so it's interesting stuff um what isn't so interesting is when communities implode oh boy and I'm referring to a horror community over the past couple weeks um specifically with uh, the 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 ongoing Stuff surrounding Sinestate uh, and how it spreads out towards uh, Birth, Movies, Death, and Fangoria, and just the community horror community in general. Uh, and ah, I'm reading this ah. from IndieWire. Uh, it's going to be a couple statements here, so so, so it's going to be a little bit of reading. So bear with me. Just got to get everybody up to speed. Got your reading uh, glasses on. I got my reading glasses on because they're my regular glasses because my eyes are bad. So, uh. This is from Induire, um, and this article is from June eighth. Cinestate uh, is facing internal backlash after a recent report by the Daily Beast that details independent sex movie studios' alleged complicity in several instances of sexual misconduct. Editors of two publications owned by the company, Birth Movies Death and Fangoria, on Monday, publicly shared a letter that they have with their bosses uh, that they've shared with their bosses, demanding Cinestate take several measures in the realm of anti-harassment. They're refusing to work until the company meets the demands. Um, the Beast published a deep dive investigation that was titled How a Right-Wing Movie Studio Enabled the Harvey Weinstein of Indie Film. Uh, That refers to Adam Donaghy who is facing charge uh, of uh, sexual assault of a child. So, fucked up stuff. So, this article is looking at the allegations and Senate State's complicity um, in uh, keeping all of this under wraps. Um, situation escalated as uh, both Birth, Movies, Death, and Fangoria uh, could not find any working room, any agreement to keep working on the situation at hand. So, uh, both properties are now up for sale. Um, Those, both Fangoria and Birth Movies Death are effectively no more as we knew them. Cinestate put out a a, a, a brief statement a couple weeks ago. And, frankly, if I talk about that statement, I'm just going to get pissed off. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I I shared it with you in, in DMs yeah they uh, they're completely uh, beyond reproach and I think any of the higher ups involved in that company need to go away from public life or acting and working in that in the movie making capacity for a very long time um, and I, I don't mean go away to prison I mean just go the fuck away just remove yourself from any visibility and make amends how you see fit cause yeah you don't don't fucking do that shit.
1: Make them go to fr- let go to prison. They ain't gonna, they ain't gonna learn otherwise. People don't learn until shit happens to them. Yeah. So they're not gonna apologize until money stops coming into their pockets.
0: Well, I mean, that and that's the thing. Um, like Cinestate was running a uh, this umbrella for Outlaw Cinema is what they would call it, but it was really a cover for for. Conservative and right-wing politics in film, and you know it, it pissed a lot of people off because it was tone deaf, and it was it existed strictly to antagonize people. But they referred to it, and it, the 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 umbrella of that stuff was called Rebeler. Uh, they referred to it as a misfire. Um, it's not a fucking misfire when you intentionally piss people off with what you're doing. You know exactly what you're doing, and I mean if you engage in that kind of conduct, um, you don't get any take-backs.
1: Yeah, and none. You, you don't, that's you don't <laughs> willfully <laughs> you
0: antagonize people.
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that is the, uh, the simple, the easy, direct correlation to all of this is Stop antagonizing people, you dicks.
0: Yeah. Um, so that, that's spread out through... Uh, the horror community at large as it exists, as we see it on the internet. Uh, and it led to a very good article uh, on Grumpire.com entitled, uh, Should We Abolish the Horror Community? Well, it's two different versions of the community we're talking about here. We're talking about you know a general community of fans of horror. And then we're talking about horror community with a capital H and a capital C. Our community as this monolithic grouping of folks that can be in some circumstances seen as being kind of hive minded and as far as how they treat one another, how they talk words they use general methods and forms of communication you know so I'm just going to read a little bit of this and then I'll open up the floor uh, let's see where to start because there's a lot of good stuff it's all grownpower.com uh, written by nathan smith uh, if you guys have time please do check it out uh and basically the article does just kind of hammer home the fact that you know is all this toxic toxicity and antagonism worth it does it have its place and you know my argument is no it doesn't and it, it isn't even an argument it's just an opinion i don't think it does i don't think any of that shit does you know if you are just trying to have a discussion and you know share a medium of entertainment your enjoyment of it you know share that enjoyment with other people there's no room to you know poke and prod and be an asshole you know listen <laughs> I take I, I, I
1: resemble that remark well I know I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't I don't fully go out outside to antagonize people and this is what they're doing they're they're um it's it's frustrating, to say the least. Because there's you know there's there's people like us, you know, we just we just want to enjoy horror movies. We want to enjoy talking about horror movies with everyone and having other people engage with us and just have a good time talking about it. You know, yeah. just enjoying it. But then we we just need to antagonize other people for no goddamn reason, just because yeah. that's what they like to do. I antagonize people when they deserve it. <laughs> I'll admit it. I am a, I am a, a, a vengeful uh, a-hole, but I do it when people bother me. You're going to antagonize me, you're going to get, you know, you mess with the bull, you get the horse, as they say. As a wise man once said, you know, but there's people that do it just to do it. Yeah. It's fucking stupid. Like, what are we, in
0: grade school? Uh, you would think that we weren't, but the older I get, the more I realize that the attitudes established in middle school and high school don't change. Just right? Change yeah. I'm now going to be,
1: uh, what year are we in? 2020? 2020.
0: 2020.
1: 20, 23 years out of high school. It's the same bullshit. Yep. They, they still act the same way. The people that were in high school still act like the same way. People in high school now still act like the same way. It's just like a, a like a hamster on a hamster wheel. Just you know, just keep running, ain't going nowhere. Same thing over and over again.
0: Ah. So uh, let's see here. Uh, real quick paragraph. And this is again. This is uh, the title of this column is "Should We Abolish the Horror Community?" By Nathan Smith. And let's pull this up. And he says, uh, there's also this festering stench of gatekeeping, particularly odorous in the horror writing industry, where, for example, when a popular magazine is re- resurrected after a lengthy absence, the majority of folks staffed on it have a personal connection with editor-in-chief or name-recognizable filmmakers. So then, uh, seemingly, a dream job for two ma- uh, for many suddenly becomes an unobtainable goal to most of us just trying to get our feet in the door. Frankly, it's heartbreaking, especially when we rampantly see... Lazy, strung-together writing, receiving a set of gigs on the major websites. This is not entirely true, of course, as there are plenty of talent, men and women, clacking away at the keys. But when a majority of horror writing that gets uh, gets eyes on it constantly consists of copy, pasting, press releases, or obituaries for horror icons when they pass, one tends to feel a little disconcerted and think they shouldn't even try. Because at the end of the day, what's the horror really for? It's surprising to thing about the level of reductive writing the major horror websites are willing to publish Wondering if one should change their voice style of writing to fit in. Of course, that should never be the case. And there's kind of, there's, there's a point there in which the, in a community, the idea, I think, I do think that the idea of like, you know, a seat at the table or just the idea of the table in general needs to go away because if the table's there, that means that somebody's profiting from sitting at the table. And unfortunately, that table always ends up looking like the cool kids' table to somebody else.
1: Yep. It needs to be more like a beer garden. Yeah. You know those big benches? And there's no head of the table. People just sit on a bench, long bench and drink beer.
0: And, and the, the fun part is you move to where you go. Yes. Yeah. But it's like, it's, it's a shame, man, because stuff should be fun.
1: It it is. You know what? It it, it is still fun. It's just growing increasingly harder to avoid all the bullshit. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. It's getting increasingly harder. And there's a lot of good people out there in this community of ours um, who just like like I said we just they just go want to have their fun want to watch good horror movies want to talk about them. And that's it. They want to discuss you know is you know how many times did Jason Voorhees actually die you know as opposed to you know why are there no uh, why can't we have uh, why are there too many gay people in, in horror movies or something stupid like that you No, know? I don't need that shit. I don't need that shit. <laughs> I'm sorry my dog bother him. <laughs> I lost my thought. <laughs> but you know what I mean.
0: I, hope, I I hope so.
1: Well, okay, Let me restate it. That, yeah,
0: right? yeah. People
1: just want to be able to watch a movie for the movie, right? Right. Yeah. Without having to worry about other people, like say there, there's like a, a a homosexual lead or a black lead or any of that. Like, why we shouldn't be worrying about that and other people putting that out there? We're just watching a goddamn movie. You know, because people are people. Right. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want You know, it sucks that we have to read articles um, about we should let um, you know the LGBT people into the community. They're part of the community already. We shouldn't. You know, they. They are part of it. Yeah. Why? Why are we having to let them in? They. They should be a part of it already. You know, we shouldn't be having this argument. We should be kicking people that are. Uh, that are intolerant out.
0: Yeah. Definitely. That's what I meant. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. A, no, 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 that's fine. I so mean, you,
1: there's fireworks outside. I, there's a dog.
0: You no. Know. I, I, I understood, but you know, there's 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 other listeners that might have been like, hey, what, does, what did he say?" And then, you know, I, I cleared it up. I cleared it up. What <laughs> you cleared it up? I cleared it. Up. So that's good for you. <laughs> Thanks. <But, you>. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, um, so. And the, the 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 most fucked up part about this article, and I, I sent it to you and Mark beforehand, is that Nathan Smith, uh, after he sent this out, um, was summarily harassed for writing this article uh, to the point where he quit Twitter.
1: I believe it. There are so many nasty people on Twitter.
0: Um, and it's just, it's, it's, we're beyond the point where, okay, getting across a viewpoint is one thing. But to be um, so incendiary in doing so, to the point where, you know, you start harassing people as as, a, as what you think is a valid method of communication just because you're communicating an idea but you can't help but do it in such a way that antagonizes somebody I think we're beyond the point of acting that way because we know too much about how you know people were, how people are and how people infer things to any sort of action like that is willful at that point. You're wanting to throw a grenade in the middle of a conversation so you can steer the point your way. Um, there's no listening involved. Why Why would there be listening?
1: Why would people want to see other viewpoints?
0: Because, you know, at the, at the end of the day, I'm an optimist. No matter how jaded I get, I still kind of believe that there's some point to all this and it's a good point what you think
1: there's good in people yeah you don't say I learn something new about you every day (laughs) I kid I kid for those listening out there Griff is definitely the more positive one of the two of us I'm the grumpier one of the two that comes with the old age. I am the older, you know, the older, more seasoned veteran. <laughs> I'm like a utility, you know, utility infielder in baseball. Been around, been around the minor leagues for a while. I've seen it all.
0: Yep, and experience is necessary. but yeah, just wanted to bring that up. The idea of it, yeah, man. Uh, the idea of the horror community, you know, don't let it be a monolith there's a spot in it for everyone um, and just we just gotta let go of the idea of it being just a, a table for a select few and just build your own spot within the community you know I mean it's acting to get to a certain spot only serves one person and that place ain't gonna be there you know, in the way you thought it was, if you burn all your bridges to get there. So, uh story in that regard is always developing. You know what else is developing? Who? Cool. Video games in the future, specifically 2021, 20, specifically Resident Evil 8. Oh, oh, I knew mean, this is coming. Village. Village or village if you have trouble pronouncing words No,
1: no, no No, no no. Resident Evil 8 You take that back
0: Resident Evil 8 village No (laughs) I
1: I will end the Skype call right now
0: Resident Evil 8 Village You're looking for it (laughs) I said village I know couple drinks, though. This might turn to... There, but... Um well, I know it's going to
1: happen during Oktoberfest. <laughs> Versace Breakfast is going
0: to be playing. And I'm going like to be looking for a continental breakfast at the Village. So... Uh, Resident Evil 8, Village. It's coming to Xbox Series X, P- uh, PlayStation 5, or PlayStation 5. 5th. And PC.
1: F- 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 PS... F- F- F-
0: um. So it it uh, it's it's a continuation from Resident Evil Seven, and the damn leaks were correct because it does take place in the village. And um, Ethan's back, Mia's back, and then Chris Redfield comes back and he does something shocking because they showed it in the trailer. Uh, he shoots me about six, or seven times.
1: Should probably deserve it.
0: Well, you know, it's a Resident Evil game. So, um, yeah. First person's perspective's back. It's going to be nuts. There is a warwolf. Or a werewolf. A yeah. what? A werewolf? Woof. Don't get bit. Don't get bit. So, uh, I'm looking forward to it because I figure if they spoiled this shocking twist and all those dumb leaks we're talking about, then uh, there's something much more shocking. In the game itself.
1: <laughs> you would hope
0: so. I mean, you know.
1: I but like that. You would really hope that they would.
0: Like, but you leak out the fact that there's this twist. There's this shocking event. And then they showed the shocking event. Then, hopefully, there's another shocking event. Otherwise, you just fucked up all your marketing.
1: Well, they're just really banking on everyone just buying the game regardless. I yeah. Mean,
0: it's just... it's. A, a, it's more than a system seller at this point. People just love their damn Resident Evil. Oh,
1: oh, oh, really? Really? I, 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 I couldn't tell.
0: Yeah, this box set I got over here.
1: This this show never talks about that game.
0: Mm-mm. Why would we?
1: Well, I don't know. I mm-hmm. don't know.
0: I mean, one of us might not even be planning to record an audio commentary for it later on in the year. Oh, Lord. Yeah. I wonder who, though. I wonder who, what co-hosts he'll rope in to help him. Mark Warren. <laughs> oh, oh, there's only one. that Shows a week to week. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. I, I play just, the, I, I plead the fifth. I just don't. I don't just tweet that stuff in DMs. I have plans. Oh God. That's alright. We'll, we'll hit up uh, Project 13th, part 5 too.
1: Well, of course we do. That goes without saying. thing.
0: one what else? That's We're going to be seeing. Um, if AMC doesn't calm the fuck down with their weird ass uh, statements about public mass, Candyman.
1: So, wait, hold on. Let's talk about this AMC thing before we go Candyman. All right. So they are choosing to not have to make people wear masks, right? right in order to avoid making a political statement. Well, you know, That's, these are the words, these are the words that they said. These are the words that they said. But and
0: by making
1: that decision, mhm they are making a political statement.
0: That's absolutely correct.
1: If they would've said if they would have said wear the mask in the movie theaters, everyone would be like, "All right, I guess so." You know, there'd be some people complaining about wearing the mask, but that would have been it. No one, no one would have said anything about oh, this just politics. Nope, you damn fool. Sorry,
0: that's okay. No, they're dumb and they're gonna pay for it because ain't nobody going to see any movies at AMC anytime soon.
1: Well, I don't know. I might. I mean, Tenet is coming out.
0: Yeah. And I do like a Christopher Nolan movie. But do I like it that much?
1: And he is wearing a mask in the movie.
0: I mean, that's, that's just... It's like cosplay. Feels like
1: cosplay. It feels like cosplay. That's,
0: that's just circumstance right there. Well, you
1: can make it cosplay, you know?
0: I mean, you could. But do you really want to?
1: Why not cosplay? Why not? So, Candyman. Yes.
0: Had a very, very good uh, teaser put out over the past couple days.
1: Listen, that thing was kind of creepy. I mean, it was good, but it was kind of creepy. Which I like, uh, which I enjoy.
0: I'm happy. Yeah. Um, i uh at... Uh, it's on Naya Dacasa's Twitter. Naya Dacasa is, of course, the director of Candyman. And the uh, the statement before it is... Candyman at the intersection of white violence and black pain is about unwilling martyrs, the people they were, the symbols we turned them into, the monsters we are told they must have been. And if that doesn't sum up Candyman uh, as well as, you know, life, life in general and history as we know it, the it, I don't know what does.
1: It's so well done. It's so well done. When I was watching, I was like, "Wow, this is so good." Like at, at certain points, I expected it to go into like maybe some live shots of the movie, or maybe like, like a face here, a face there. Nope, but it worked. It absolutely worked. She got me. got me ready to watch this movie.
0: So yeah, uh, September twenty-fifth, possibly.
1: Hopefully.
0: Uh, uh, don't know because um, there's still a pandemic. Uh, COVID-19 is still out there. And uh, don't listen to people that tell you otherwise.
1: Yeah, don't do that. Yeah. That's
0: dumb. Yeah, Wear your mask. Wash your hands. Don't be dumb. Don't be trifling either.
1: Don't be trifling. Always, always worse to live by.
0: So, you know what else would be worse to live by? Um, Or or, or perhaps just read in general? Okay. If... If... Stephen King... Stephen King... Wrote a novel from the perspective of one Jason Eugene Voorhees. Jason Eugene, get your
1: mask-wearing, machete-wielding ass over here. So
0: uh Stephen king tweeted out the best novel idea i never wrote and probably never will is i jason the first person narrative of jason borhees and his hellish fate killed over and over again at camp crystal lake what a hellish existential fate now number one sign me to fuck up i'm gonna read this i don't care if he files the serial numbers off i hope he does something like this it's gotta happen because damn it why the hell not and number two, um, when people with visibility, uh, such as Stephen King, tweet out a wonderful idea like this, sometimes it helps not to turn, uh, into a, a, uh, well, actually kind of person. You know, well, actually, Jason only died once in a Friday 13th final chapter who cares <laughs> or
1: I mean maybe he has been dying this entire time
0: we don't know because we've never seen it from his perspective correct that like I, I like he tweets this out right and then my timeline just goes see well of course you know Jason died in Friday, in the final chapter he only died once uh, I should be the one to do it. It's like, what are you doing, dude? <laughs> like, wow, people! I, people.
1: Feel, I I hear the frustration.
0: Like, I I know, I know there is the idea of shooting, you know, a person shooting their shot, and, and and uh, you know, making waves for themselves, getting work however they can. You know, really going for. The ideas they believe in, but you know, there's some some circumstances you just don't attach yourself to and try to put yourself over during. You know,
1: I got it. But you were you were so frustrated that you just did that thing where people do, where they uh, they practice fighting with other people in their head in case they're gonna fight with somebody. That's what you just did,
0: buddy. Do you know? much of my day is spent <laughs> fighting with people inside my brain I
1: I got it I, but it just happened out loud I know it was great
0: I know these are things that I, that I do when I when I compile these stories but <laughs> I see all these happenings are happening <laughs> on the Twitter machine Sometimes I have little discussions about what to do and what not to do, and sometimes, listeners, <laughs> you hear them out loud, and I don't even know it. Hmm. But I do.
1: <laughs> I sure do know it. I was like, is he is he arguing with himself again? <laughs> is he pretending to argue with somebody on Twitter? Because he's not actually gonna argue with someone on Twitter.
0: No, I don't have the energy. Although well, I do waste the energy, but I don't have the energy to exert it. But the energy happens anyway. I don't know. It's weird. Don't trust it. <laughs> don't do it. Don't, don't do it. it. Don't don't we get caught up? It's rough. Trifling. Mm mm. All right. You know what isn't trifling? Oh,
1: Pulled barbecue pork.
0: Ah, oh, that's great. But what else is a traveling In fact when uh, Mark Warren puts us on the spot? Oh, shit. Now, for those of you who don't know, Mark Warren, podcast producer to the stars, uh, sometimes he sends a question. That question puts us on the spot. So funny, today's how, funny how that
1: works out, huh?
0: Today's question. In light of a news tidbit uh, involving WWE's Sonya Deville, explaining why she's the right pick to play uh, the new character that will be taking up the Batwoman mantle on CW next fall. Uh, In light of that tidbit, let us have a fun conversation casting wrestlers past and present day in iconic comic book roles. Um, I can't remember who went first last time, uh, so I will go first this time. And I will say, Let's do... Randy Savage... As... And since... There were comic books about this this character... Randy Savage... As He-Man... Because he had the haircut.
1: What? I don't believe it.
0: I guess... I mean, he did have the haircut. That's
1: your, that's your, that's your pick?
0: That's my pick. That's passed. Huh...
1: a WWE wrestler as a superhero. Huh, you're making me think here. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate it. First, you gotta figure out the superhero, I think. Well, no, not really.
0: Oh, I'll throw another one that I had for, uh... for, uh... for Marvel MCU. John Cena... Oh, God. As... Oh, you're really going to hate me for this one. You ready? Probably. Probably. Don't take that drink yet. John Cena. U.S. agent. (laughs) You're
1: just an awful human being. Why would you even say that?
0: Because it
1: makes sense. Doesn't matter. U.S. agent's already been cast. I know. Uh, What else? Billy Gunn. (laughs) Okay. As Sentry. Ooh! Yeah, that's a good
0: one. That's a real good one. I like that one? That's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one.
1: I can definitely see him being Sentry.
0: Yeah.
1: He's got the luck and everything. Do I, have an, do I have another one in me? I don't think I can come up with another one. I think that Sentry one's so good. Freaking Billy Gun.
0: Uh, let's see, do I have another one? Let's do a... Uh, Let's do a Christian as Wonder Man.
1: You're really just trying to push my buttons, right? <laughs> <laughs> no. Why would I do that? Yeah, this is two characters you know that I'm quite fond of. The U.S. Agent and uh-huh. Wonder Man. And you want to joke around with these? I'm not joking. These are these are legitimate casting suggestions. Nope. Not going to work. Okay. Wonder Man has also been cast. Although he'll never pop, it, probably appear in a movie, which sucks.
0: Uh What else? We got any more? Darius, Where's that? Spitfire. You can be yeah. right.
1: I can't. I can't think of any other ones. I. Th- I, I. think <laughs> I did so well with that century one that I can't come up with that one. And then I have to really start thinking about wrestling again. So that's. that's, that's,
0: that's oh fun. yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's a little rough. Uh, but yeah, I do agree. I think Sony Deville would be cool as a. It's a new Batwoman character. That'd be decent.
1: So they're saying that they're going to... So the rumor is that they're going to write out,
0: uh, uh Uh, Kate Kane, the character, is being written out. They're creating a brand new character for the show. Yeah.
1: Well, interesting.
0: Yeah. I mean, they could still keep everything in play. And then if they need a sweet spot, she can always show back up. Uh, not, you know, not allowed to show back up. Yeah, you know. You know That's you it you've done ruined it. You never know. Uh, other things you never know is what kind of shenanigans will happen at San Diego Comic Con this year. San Diego Comic Con is going to be on the line. On the line. Jesus Christ. Come on, Griff. Online.
1: On the line. <laughs> on the line. Hi, we have Marty from Pasadena on the line. Marty, how are you today?
0: On the line. Yep. Uh, San Diego Comic Con is going virtual. Uh, three days. So uh, we're we'll probably going to live tweet, record shows like we're there, experiencing the damn shit, because we're crazy. Uh,
1: <laughs> well, did you see what else is going to be online?
0: We got DC Fandom, a 24 hour, multifaceted DC spectacular. Yep. And um, a big one for our interests. Packs. It's what? going online for nine god dang, dang, dang
1: days. days. Nine god dang days. This is going to be spectacular. I mean, I'm. I mean, we weren't going to go there anyway because we weren't going to go to West or Australia. No. So it's not like we're, you know, we're actually going to gain from yeah. this happening. Nine days. That's nine days.
0: It's fantastic. It's crazy. I I can't can't wait. I can't wait. Can't wait. It's gonna blow out the whole week. It's gonna have some fun.
1: Well, yeah. When is that coming? I didn't even look at the. Uh,
0: I think it's the twelfth through the twenty-first of September.
1: Oh, what's what's October first?
0: Twenty-six. Yeah. Yes. And that's still on for now.
1: As, as i know it's still on man
0: so uh we'll see what happens there and uh we'll also see what happens next week uh but in order to get there we got to close this episode out so with that uh, this has been another episode of it's them damaged lot of podcast. if you enjoyed the show you can leave us voicemail at 443-906-0040 if that voicemail isn't traveling we might just read it on the air for episode 50 because that's coming up too. As always, podcast producer Stars Mark Warren has been responsible for sound us make, make. the sound of us make. Come on, man. Trying Try to, Try to get naked. Trying to get naked with making sound of us make. I'm just transposing words and shit. Man. Making us sound so spectacular. So thank you for all you do, Mark. You got it. Uh, until next time, please have fun. Watch horror movies. Play some damn video games. Stay safe. As always, more now than ever, because they're they're all out there. Keep any lurking racists, bigots, opportunists, instigators, agitators, and general dim-headed jackasses out of your life. Wow. And hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. (laughs) Hydrate, hydrate. Why? Always forward. Never backward. That's how we keep on keeping on. So until next week, thank you for listening and goodbye. Bye.